Ladies and gentlemen, we came, we Hulk has a son. For this is a friend of the podcast. What? Who's the mother? Someone from Sakaar, for sure. Well, apparently in the comics, she's conversation anyway. No, 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 no. All right, cue the music. Uh, I love our theme music. Hello. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello. I'm a Kendall Richardson. I'm a Fulia Kantarmaji. And I am the man with the plan that's been showered and washed because we are doing this early. I'm Michael Lister. And you are now experiencing a podcast called Fred. Yes. Yes, experiencing it through the medium of the technology that we can all sink in and know the absolute time where I don't need to cue Kendall. (laughs) Yeah, yes. (laughs) But, you know, apparently I still need a heads up. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. That's on me, but that's okay. It's funny. We like funny on this podcast. We do like funny. We like funny. We like it when I make a fool of myself. Ah, welcome Aww. to the oh, welcome to the show, everyone who's watching and uh, listening, especially those if you are watching, because you know we're doing this way earlier than we usually do, because we're getting old and can't stay up late anymore. We have a curfew. Yeah. Uh, there's a there's a. Podcasting curfew um, yes. <laughs> We've imposed on ourselves Everything starts to hurt Yes Yes, because we're in our, all in our mid-30s and Ow Yeah Ouch I'm in middle-aged <laughs> I plan to die in 60 No Excuse you None of that, thank you very much Alright No, that's an actual thing Not to, not to like derail the conversation uh, our generation is actually podcast? having a midlife crisis right now. That doesn't surprise me, because COVID happened now. Yeah. Not just COVID. <laughs> Not just COVID? No. Okay. Well, when we were just barely having double digits, like 10 and 11, we witnessed the most horrific terrorist attack ever. We did. And it just snowballed from there. Yeah. Yeah, the world is a dark place. We mm-hmm. went through two financial crises. <laughs> yeah, two, not and, one, two. And about to be a third next year. Oh, <laughs> lovely. Good. <laughs> anyway, right. that's so, why we do this, do this podcast so we can refrain from the reality of non-fiction. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is this is. The escape we crave uh-huh. from the real world. Yes. Oh my gosh! All right, let's not waste any more time, shall we? Mm-hmm. Fully up. Yeah. What have you been watching? <laughs> I watched a couple of things. Uh, so I started watching the um, 
Pokemon series on Netflix, which is the Indigo League. So I've gone way back to the beginning. Isn't that the OG first season? Oh, yes. Oh, It is on Netflix. And I've watched random episodes when I grew up of that show. So now I'm just like, and now that I'm like getting into the Pokemon games, I kind of want to go back and watch the series. (laughs) And there's so many Pokemon shows right now. Like, there's so many different iterations of Pokemon. Oh, yes, there are. Like there are in games, there are in shows. So I'm yeah, like, like... Power I, Rangers. Yeah. I want to... I just want to go back to ye olde days of when I used to watch it as a kid on TV. When it was yeah. just only 151. Yes. <laughs> yep. The way we like it. Exactly. Yes. OG. <laughs> yeah. So I um, been watching that with some friends on Discord, and just it's really, really cute, really fun. Um, you realize that uh, kids are sent out on a Pokemon journey at the age of ten. Yeah. Yep. They're adults now. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It's so weird. Ninety six. <laughs> mm. I'm gonna be a Pokemon master. <laughs> and now they're in our thirties. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're millennials like us. Oh god. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> um so you were there, that. man, you were there. <laughs> <laughs> I had to say goodbye to my butterfree. <laughs> <laughs> oh they need to do a millennial Pokemon trainer skit of some like, someone does. Yeah. I don't know who. Maybe we should do it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah I got to watch that and then the other thing I'll say um, after talking about the Frasier reboot last week I decided to start watching the OG Frasier again Uh, just cause (laughs) I love it so much nice and it's 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 so nice to to see all the characters again um, and just laugh about all of their first world problems (laughs) (laughs) The most highbrow dick jokes you'll ever get on TV. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Oh, I love it. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, I am currently in, I think I'm like episode 10 or something in season one. Uh, so I've, I've been really enjoying rewatching that. And, um, yeah, no, it's still still funny. It's still good. Mm. <laughs> good. Yeah. Great. Enjoying it. Yeah, that's that's pretty much been my week. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Michael. Hello. What have you been watching? Well, I've been watching my usuals, been watching my Rick and Morty's, my Rings of Power, and and my dragons, all the dragons. All the dragons. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, uh, Rings of Power just finished up. Uh, it did. Watched, watched the final one. Uh, kind of guessed it. Ah, uh, I didn't. Hmm. <laughs> uh-huh. it? Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm still, I'm still thinking he's a Saruman. Oh yeah, the stranger. It's, I mean, they are pushing towards it being Gandalf, but come on, it can't be that obvious. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so a lot more interested in a season two and where they're going to go with this, and obviously it's going to finish up with uh, a Sildor. Uh, fucking us over and <laughs> yeah. not throwing a particular thing in a particular mountain. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah. looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Rick and Morty, that's 
on hiatus now. So we won't be getting new ones until later on in the year. So it's a good, uh, good little place to actually finish of it basically tying up everything that you can because it's Rick and Morty. And who, who cares about overarching like plot points and <laughs> shit? And I thought, I love it. I love it. <laughs> uh, but it was like the second TV show to actually do something like that. And But we'll be, t- be talking about that later on. Mm. Yes. And, yeah. Uh, and me and the wife, uh, we are on Paramount. Uh, no, sorry. Uh, on uh, uh, Prime. And because they got different uh, channels that you can subscribe to, I finally bit the bullet and went for the four uh, seven day trial of Shudder, the, ah. the horror, 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 and yeah, and that's been particularly fun. Uh, I've been watching a lot of their documentaries, like uh, just went through right uh, through cursed films, and that was fun. Like all the all the um, the uh, the uh, theories that people have is like, oh, is this a cursed film? Like they went through Poltergeist and they and they went went through um, the Twilight Zone movie, uh, which was pretty sad. Uh, and mm. and my wife w- was watching it as well because they actually did something with the Crow as well. Oh. And and how how it's like, oh, is this cursed? Because he he was. He, because uh, because his father was sort of similarly like that sort of thing, but no, it's just tragic coincidences. Yeah, and everything everything in that. And so uh, I watched the first season and the second season, and they're pretty short, so they're pretty. It's it's fun, bit of fun. And having said that, there's also uh, documentaries that I've only seen one. Uh, in the series where it's talking about monsters. And I thought, oh, okay, are they going to be talking like vampires and all that? No, they're actually doing um, all like the slashes, like the like the uh, Michael Myers and the Jason Voorhees. So I went directly to Freddy Krueger. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> and, that, and at this point, uh, that's the only one that I've seen because, you know, I, I love it. And, and they went through all the... Um, uh, went through all the uh, franchise... Uh, including the um, uh, remake, and they had no hesitation to shit on it, and and, <laughs> and what it was, and yeah, so I might go back and watch that. But uh, one of the reasons is I want to watch Reanimator, uh, and that series, which nice. is is basically like a retelling of Frankenstein and all, and all that, but with an eighties flair and a Lovecraftian twist. Mm. So I'll be watching that when I get the chance, but not right now. And also, uh, unfortunately, the Beavers and Butthead show has finished and we're going to have to wait if they're going to do more of that because dumb fun is is funny. Yes, it is. It's just stupid. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) And very witty as well. (laughs) Just contextually, it's, it's pretty much fun and stupid anyway Kendall nice do you like watching funny but stupid shite I do I do but I don't often watch that kind of stuff but (laughs) I'm not opposed to it I will say 
Um, my weekly watchings, my goodness, it's I've had a lot of time, thankfully, this week to watch a lot of things. Um, let's just go from Monday to now. Um, I went to the cinema on Monday and I saw Don't Worry Darling. Um, and then I had about five or six people message me and ask me how it was because <laughs> it's uh. It's a film that's caused quite a stir, uh, not for the film it is, but for the uh, press tour surrounding it. Oh. There was a bit of drama <laughs> hmm. and a bit of controversy, but it's whatever. Um, the movie itself was fine. It wasn't, like, incredible or anything uh, in any sense, but it was, like, visually really cool, um, and Florence Pugh was amazing. Like, she... She steals the show. Pew pew. Um, pew pew. We love her very much. She's great. Uh, and yeah, the twist I didn't see coming. Exactly how it was. I had I had a feeling it was gonna be something like what what the twist was, but uh, yeah, not not exactly what it was. Um, and Harry Styles was fine. Just so everyone's aware, he he was fine as an actor. Passable. He'll do. <laughs> He'll do. That being said, anyone could have played his character, but I was not offended by his performance, so it was fine. Edgerton. Um, <laughs> yeah, Joel Edgerton would be cool in that role, yeah, actually. Mm. Yeah, probably too old, but yeah, would be good. Um, well, Hollywood, they do whatever they want. Um, okay, what else? Uh, yes, Rick and Morty uh, I watched, and yeah, I, was, I found out about the hiatus a couple of days after I watched it, and I was like, really? Why? Why are we going on a break? God damn it. I mean, it's probably a good thing, because then I'll have half an hour to watch something else, because it's just so much at the, on at the moment. Yeah, so, yeah. I'm feeling I'm the pinch. Yeah, it's hard to kind of catch up. Too much to watch. So much to watch, because I only literally last night finally finished uh, Dharma. Um, finally. So I found time to watch... Uh, I watched episodes, what, seven, eight, nine during the week, and then I watched the finale last night. And then I immediately started watching the um, the doco series that Netflix also released the, the other week. The mm. tapes. Um, and I think I've had my, my Jeffrey Dahmer quotation, quota filled for my entire life now, because holy yep. fuck. No more. No, no more. more. I'm done. I know everything about the whole thing now. And my, you know, curiosity is satisfied. It's really fucked up <laughs> and really dark. So, um, mm. but but riveting uh, and fascinating at the same time. And yeah, I I hope Evan Peters gets an Emmy nomination or something for this because yeah, he was very very good in it. Um, so glad I finally finished that. Um, and then what else should I mention? Uh, well, I did go and see something on stage this week. Ooh. Yes, I went and saw Hamilton. Finally. Yes. Yay. Alexander I'm going next month. Hamilton. Oh, nice. Alexander Hamilton. Yes. The name is Alexander Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Oh my god. Um. Yes. Obviously, watched the the Disney Disney Plus special of it back in 2020 during mm -hmm. lockdown that was awesome but yeah seeing it actually performed in front of you is completely different oh um, wow. okay yeah i loved it it was great uh and yeah like it was funny watching it after having seen the original american cast and like because your your brain's just comparing mm. the casts but they did a really good job they were fantastic and i i yeah i've had all the songs stuck in my head 
all like since like the last like three days Mm -hmm. so um yeah it's a phenomenal show so it's only playing in melbourne until january and then it's going to brisbane so if you're in melbourne and you're listening watching get your tickets yes before it's gone or you have to go Um, to brisbane brisbane yes and then finally i will say that i um i also yes watched the finale of rings of power last night um and Never in my wildest dreams did I ever think that I would be attracted to Sauron. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm attracted to Sauron. Um, (laughs) uh, (laughs) Yes, they reveal who he is in the show. The man in the armour. God. Mm. Take off the armour. Look at that face. Holy shit. At least the eye. (laughs) 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 Oh, my God. Yes, so I was very happy with that. Um, Yeah, turned out my... My favorite character in the show was Sauron. I'm not going to say who, just in case there are people watching, listening who haven't watched it yet and don't want it spoiled. But I was very happy. Um, it was really, really good last episode, um, and I don't think that the stranger is either uh, Saruman or Gandalf, because um, I watched a video that broke down the episode and they were talking about how there are other wizards, yeah, like like blue wizards, uh, two of them. Uh, yeah, that there's very little like to go off. So yeah, they don't really. Well yeah, they don't really know much about it because Tolkien never really went into them in in the books. Yeah, they, um, they just have names and they fucked off somewhere. Yeah, yeah. So the yeah, so they're thinking it might be there because I also read something about apparently they don't have the rights to Gandalf for some reason. I I don't know if that's accurate or not. That's just something I saw. They don't but have the rights for the sil- silver Silver The Silmarillion, yeah. Silver Because it's it's taken the stuff that the series is based on is from the appendices and 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 they've just kind of run with it and done their own thing. I think. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, I I think they may may have Gandalf because I think I think is everyone in like all the characters in the Lord of the Rings and the appendices and I think that's it. And they're and they're just putting it in the se- second um, second age for it to be an, uh, an actual prequel, but they can't really do much within that because they don't have the rights for the Silver Meridian. So it's a bit yeah. weird, weird jumping around and s- saying, "Oh, this looks like this," but we can't really refer it to what it is. Yeah. So it's a lot like that. So yeah. Yeah, and but despite despite the limitations, they've done an incredible job with this first season. I really loved it a lot, um, and I am very excited, like you, Mike, to see where season two goes. But there it goes, yeah. Apparently, we're gonna have to wait until twenty twenty four. They're saying so. Well, it's a big ordeal. I mean, yeah, I mean they've they've started filming right now, um, but obviously the post production is gonna be insane. So yeah. um, maybe, maybe the stranger is Rat- Radagast. We don't know. I don't think so, but that would be funny yeah. if it if it was Radagast, but I don't think so. I think he's, he he looks a lot more like Christopher Lee than than Ian McKellen. Sorry, he looks like he looks like Christopher Lee dressed as Gandalf. Yeah, yeah. Maybe Sarah, this is the news, Sarah the nerdy the news. White. The nerds that talk much. about the nerdy news. Like that is us who talk yeah, about maybe. the news that is nerdy. That's maybe very there's awesome. now the queen of nerdydom. Maybe there is. The hostess with most ass. Maybe Kendall there is. Richardson. Regardless, take it I away, Kendall. Wait. Um. Awesome. All right. 
that's pretty much it for my weekly watchings, apart from the things we're going to talk about later. So, without any more ado, let's get into the week there was in the nerdy news. Yes, thank you. I shall take it away. <laughs> um, all right. So we have to be sad for a couple of minutes here because um, we lost a couple of legends during the week um, that affected all of our childhoods, I can safely say, I think, for all of us here and a lot of people listening and watching. Um, starting with, um, of course, Robbie Coltrane passed away at the age of 72 uh, of course, we're all going to know him uh, forever as Rubius Hagrid um, in the Harry Potter series of films. Um, in fact, I think apparently the last thing he did film was the uh, 20th anniversary special mm. that came out um, at the start of the year. Um, and a lot of people have been using the quote all week that he said, and that's like, you know, in 50 years time, people will still be watching this. I won't be here uh, sadly, but Hagrid will be. Mm. And that's kind of just rung true for, I don't know, what his legacy is now. Um, yeah, an incredible actor and by all accounts, an incredible human and very kind and hilarious. Um, reading all the tributes that the cast paid during the week of, you know, just how funny and, and heartwarming he was on set. Uh, just made me smile, um, which was really nice to hear. Um, yeah, and then, of course, he was uh, also known for, I believe, the series Cracker. Um, I think it was a crime series in the UK. It ran for yeah. a while in the 90s. Uh, and then he was in two of Pierce Brosnan's James Bond movies. Um, yeah, he was in Goldeneye and... Uh, I can't remember. I think it's The World Is Not Enough. I think that was the second one. But, yeah, he was in Goldeneye and The World Is Not Enough, I believe. Yeah, um, yeah so... Yeah, very, very, very sad to hear of his uh, passing. 72, um, a bit too soon for my liking, but, um, mm. but um, yeah, we are very lucky to have had someone like him, um, especially someone to play Hagrid as perfectly as he did because no one else could have ever done it. Um, so we will miss him very much. Uh, Fulia, please, yeah. uh, your, th your thoughts on Robbie Coltrane? Uh, as soon as I heard the news, I was, uh, I was blown away. I was very sad. Um, yeah, I pretty much really only know him from, from the Harry Potter series, uh, as Hagrid. And he was such a wonderful Hagrid. It was so good. Um, I think he's made some cameo appearances in other films and shows before. Uh, but I can't really think of them at the top of my head. Uh, but yeah, he is definitely leaving behind one hell of a legacy mm -hmm. and he will be sorely missed. Yeah, most definitely. Mm. Um, Michael, your yeah. thoughts, your thoughts on, uh, Robbie Coltrane? Uh, this was a real kick in the dick. Um, yeah. Yeah. Woke up this, woke up that morning and I was like, just blurry eyed. And so I just check, I'm on the toilet checking Twitter. And then that came up and I was like, ah. Oh going to be a bad day and mm. yeah he did affect a lot of people i mean we are the part of the generation that that's um 
grew up with him as the big uh, as the big guy and yeah and and with me uh, he definitely affected me with 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 his comedy attributes as well like he was in a couple of episodes of the young ones and he was also in uh, uh blackadder as well huh. yes that's true mm. oh cool uh, in the Christmas special, as well as the guy who uh, invented the dictionary, as well. So, <laughs> <laughs> and Blackadder is like just making up words. So he's like, "Oh damn!" It's just right in, the, in his <laughs> yeah. manuscript, and that that's a bit of fun. But uh, probably my favourite role of his is in a is in a movie that I actually have here. I have show and tell. Oh uh, yes. Uh, yeah, I I couldn't find any copies online or anything like that, but I'm so glad I I, I kept this. It's the VHS of Nuns on the Run, uh, with <laughs> with Eric Idle, and and the and the man himself, where they're a bunch of bank uh, bank robbers, and they <laughs> they steal all the money from their gang, and they go in hiding in a nunnery, <laughs> and. And hilarious ensues. So, oh my goodness! So that's a that's that's a pretty pretty good um, pretty good one. Like not many people know it, but it's still still a fu- fun little jaunt for for me. So, Robbie, uh, see ya. Uh, we'll think think a lot about you, and you'll be sorely missed. Mm, yes, most definitely. Um, as will uh, the second uh, person that we lost during the week, uh, Dame Angela Lansbury, passed mm. away uh, at the age of 96. So an incredible life uh, that she lived. Um, uh, yeah, again, as I say, you know, I said earlier about how, you know, these people really affected our childhoods. I mean, Mrs. Potts, hello. Um <laughs> What an iconic performance in Beauty and the Beast did she give? Um, you know, it's, her singing the title song is still, I think, one of the best Disney songs out there, like top ten maybe. I, I, I think it's a beautiful piece, and the way she sang it was just wonderful. Um, and, of course, uh, Bedknobs and Broomsticks was another one. Um, I haven't seen that movie since I was a kid, so I'm going to have to rewatch that. But, um, but yeah, she was wonderful in that. And um, I suppose most notably for, you know, if we were homesick from school, what would be on TV? Murder, she wrote. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, where she, of course, played the iconic Jessica Fletcher. Um, and, uh, yeah, for many, many, many years. So... Yes, Angela Lansbury lived an incredible life and leaves behind uh, an incredibly long filmography um, that will make sure her legacy lives on in her work. Um, so we will definitely miss her, that's for sure. Um, Fulia, yes. Um, any any thoughts, memories uh, with, for uh, Angela Lansbury to share? Um, look, I don't really know much of her work. Um, so, but I know that she's done so much, so she'll definitely be she'll definitely be missed as well. Mm. Yeah. Yes, of course, of course, she will be. Your your thoughts on Dame Angela Lansbury, Michael? Yeah, ninety six. Hell of a, a hell of an age to to keep on going, and probably a la- last thing that I remember her in. She was in the um, uh, uh, Mary Poppins uh, sequel. Oh. Yeah, she played the the kite lady. 
at the end. No, oh, yeah. I still I still haven't watched that. Yeah, so she popped up at the end. So spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the role that's supposed to be, you know, Julie Andrews, but she decided to do Aquaman instead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, she definitely was part of my childhood. I mean, I much prefer bed bed dogs and broomsticks to most things because it was just a weird film <laughs> like a weird setting and just thinking about it as an adult it's like you can't really do that now I mean it it's Nazis being thwarted with magic <laughs> I mean what is this Indiana Jones <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah so and yeah did uh, did a lot on Broadway as well I mean the the original um uh uh pie maker from from uh, Sweeney Todd oh yeah she was the original wow yeah all the way back when and yeah and she looks a lot like my mum so it's weird <laughs> <laughs> she does a little bit yeah so yeah she will be missed I mean yeah, just Mrs. Potts and that song. It's, it's probably going to hit hit a lot harder than than anything now. Yeah, yeah. Now I that think she's so. not gone, like yeah. I, I even teared up when she sang it. Like probably not too long ago on stage, um, mm. and I, and I was going, why couldn't she come back to do Mrs. Potts in the in the live action version, like? If you can get James L. Jones to do Mufasa again, surely, surely do that. I mean, hmm. I love Emma Thompson and her and her stuff, but she definitely—I know she's trying to do a Cockney accent, but it no. was—it was just weird. No, 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 no. <laughs> no but no. mind you, she she is in good things as well. Like yes. a future thing that we're probably going to talk about later. Yes, later, yes. Later. <laughs> Foreshadowing. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Let's move on to some um, happier news. Mm. Um, one of the things we're going to talk about, I'm not too happy about, but we'll get to that in a sec because uh. Uh, because we have to uh, address the, the fact that apparently Harrison Ford is joining the MCU. Say what? Um, say what? <laughs> yes, I am uh, most surprised at this news, especially because uh, of who he's playing. Word is he will be taking over from William Hurt as uh, Thunderbolt Ross. Mm. Um, yeah, I feel like this is obviously a response to the fact that, um, you know, William Hurt passed away and now they're going to be making the Thunderbolts movie and... Apparently he might. The character is showing up in Captain America: New World Order as well. So they had plans for him, and they can't write around him. It seems so. They've decided to recast him, and um, yeah, just surprised it's Harrison Ford of all people. Like you know, Harrison, kill off my characters, please. Ford um, wants to join the MCU, um, <laughs> and the fact that you know he's in his early eighties now as well. Um, so yeah. But so a very I, long tenure. Yeah. Um, I suppose they won't be putting him in any kind of 
mocap then because they they might be doing Red Hulk because um, Thunderbolt Ross in the comics becomes Red Hulk. Uh, and based on certain things that happened in She-Hulk, we might be getting some more Hulk-related things down the line. Um, but more on that later. Um, regardless, I am I'm very excited about this if it's actually legitimately happening because I love Harrison Ford. He's one of my favorite actors of all time, and I'll watch him do anything. So um, yeah, to see him join my favorite franchise is pretty exciting. So yes, mm-hmm. we will see how it unfolds. Love to see him do stuff. Even fly, <laughs> even fly his plane into uh, into the ground in a golf course. Yeah, <laughs> get off my plane, uh, Fulia. <laughs> um, how do you feel about this? From one Disney franchise to the next. Yeah. Uh, once always, once in Disney, always in Disney. Oh yeah. Um, so I'm not surprised that he's moved on to MCU, but I'm also uh, a little bit hesitant <laughs> of having him in the MCU. <laughs> Why do you say that? Oh, I don't know. Like, hmm, yeah. But the fact that he's also in his early 80s, there's, there's not a lot in terms of action that he'll be able to do as well. No. Um, so most of the, most of his most of the stuff that he's probably going to end up doing is just going to be a lot of dialogue-heavy things. Oh, yeah. Like, dialogue-heavy scenes. Yeah. Um, that should be. And then be. the stunt double will just do the rest. <laughs> if it Hulk comes to double. that. Yeah, the Hulk double. <laughs> yeah, the if Hulk. they end up doing Red Hulk, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's interesting that they cast Harrison Ford, um, but, you know, he's getting on in his age, so there's only so much he can do these days, so... I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Yes. Mm. We shall see. Mm. Um, cool. Michael, your thoughts on this? Um, yeah. First time the rumors are going around and it's like, hmm, uh, you sure? <laughs> it is Harrison Ford. I mean, he's, uh, he's known to be playing himself in most roles and he's taking a, over a role that's already been established. And, yeah, the voice is sort of, you know, roughly there. I mean, gr- gruff man. Um, that doesn't really look like uh, Thunderbolt Ross, so they probably probably voice alone, maybe. And they say, hey, do you want to do this with... Uh, you want to do this? No. We've got a big bag of weed. Okay. What? Uh, <laughs> He's a notorious pothead. Yes, yes, I know. And he's great. <laughs> he's great at that. He's probably going to live until he's like 120. I hope so. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh dear. And, yeah, um, having having someone of his cal- caliber uh, from Star Wars is, is not unusual. I mean, uh, there is word that uh, Mark Hamill is going to be in the net going to be in the next uh, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Yeah, rumoured. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, you know. It would be I nice. Mean, yeah, it would be nice. Uh, and also rumours. Uh, have you have you got it there? Um, no. Uh, also, there's another ru- rumour that just got dropped, like I think it was today, about, huh? about uh, Sasha, Sasha Baron Cohen. Being oh, in the I MC. saw it. Yes, I saw this. 
Yes, Folia, you want to guess who Sasha Baron Cohen might be playing in the MCU? It's a I'll give you a hint. It's a character that popped up in a lot of fan theories. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> Not the bees. <laughs> Hexacons. Hexacons everywhere. Hexacons. <laughs> it's, it's Mephisto. Mephisto, yeah. Mephisto. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, yeah. <laughs> sure, I'll and take it. And Gobi and Ironheart as well. Yeah, like, what? And that was the thing that threw me. I'm like, I can get down with Sasha Baron Cohen playing Mephisto, but in Ironheart, of all th- things? I think, I think the weird. idea is it's going to be uh, technology versus magic in that in that TV show, and I thought that's a very interesting thing because okay. we've just done, we've just done WandaVision and you know uh, multiverse of madness, so it's magic within like uh, sci-fi shit. So and that that'll be interesting of see, seeing Ironheart versus magic and how, how is that going? It's it's a clashing of clashing of uh, genres, so that, that mm. sounds pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so that's the thing, and I think he'll be. Uh, and going back to what uh, Harrison Ford, I think he will do pretty, pretty good. I mean, get like established things, uh, people in there. I mean, you know, they, they're getting Bill Murray and 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 all those others. It's like you know, gotta get them in before before they pass on. You know, and just name your price. I mean, it's the MCU; they can do whatever they want. They certainly can. Mm. They certainly can. Just like our next story. Uh, <laughs> uh, we got more delays, people. We got more delays. I'm not. Boo. I'm not happy. I'm not happy at all. Um, so basically, because Blade lost their director a couple of weeks ago, um, in the midst of pre-production, um, they've had to completely stop. Um while they look for a replacement, which is, you know, totally fair, makes sense. Um, and uh, that has caused a ripple effect throughout hmm. phase five of the MCU, meaning everything, pretty much everything has been delayed because um, Blade was supposed to come out uh, November, November next year, I believe. And now it's, it doesn't have a new date, I don't think. Um, I can't. I, oh, no, it does have a new date. So it was supposed to come out November 3. 2023. It's now coming out September 6, 2024, which is, you guessed it, when Deadpool 3 was supposed to originally come out. Um, Deadpool 3 is now coming out November 8, 2024, which, this is where my heart breaks the most, it means Fantastic Four will no longer release in 2024. Nah. The one thing I wanted... It's the one thing I don't. Ah, I want not... symmetry. I want symmetry. I want good marketing. Damn it! I know it's petty uh-huh. and stupid, <laughs> but I was excited anyway. So Fantastic Four. Um, it's only been pushed back. Like the, I suppose the the good thing about some of these delays is that they're only a couple of months. So Fantastic Four was supposed to be in uh, November. Uh, November eight, twenty twenty four. It is now coming out. Um, on uh, where is it? I lost my spot. Uh, February fourteenth, twenty twenty-five. Now, this um, has got a four in it. There, yeah. So, and then there was another a Marvel movie. There was a couple of Marvel movies that were supposed to come out. These are the Phase Five or Phase Six films. I think Phase Six films that they haven't announced yet. Because um, Fantastic Four, 
I think is still supposed to finish phase five at this at this point. I haven't seen anything to the contrary. But um, now we've got um, a Marvel movie coming out November 7, 2025, which moved out of Fantastic Four's spot, um, new spot that it has. The second untitled Marvel movie um, has been removed from schedule completely. It was supposed to come out in May 2026, which has now become the new release date of Avengers Secret Wars, which means now we are going to have to wait a whole year between Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars instead, oh of, having, instead of having them six months apart. Because Kang is not shifting. Kang is staying in May of 2025. Um so yes so now Secret Wars will be released on May 1 2026 so we're going to have to do the whole Infinity War Endgame year long wait to find out again Um, but we don't even know what the cliffhanger will be but (laughs) hopefully it's not too bad so knowing Marvel it'll be bad it'll be bad (laughs) everyone gets picked up and go to Battle World (laughs) yes ha ha and the real baddie is Doctor Doom ha ha yep so Anyway, all of this sucks. I thought we were past release date shuffles. Apparently not. And then the the other interesting thing I just thought was the fact that Deadpool 3 has to come out before Fantastic Four. Um, that kind of, I don't know, raised my eyebrows. I don't know if it means anything, but... Because I feel like they could have kept Fantastic Four and put Deadpool later, but apparently not. Apparently not. Anyway, that's enough from me on my rants about this <laughs> annoyance um, hashtag first world problems mm-hmm. Fulia <laughs> what do you think about this reshuffle uh, god dang it <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm not happy uh, no. like we it, it's bad enough that we've had to wait you know two three years because of COVID, COVID yeah. now we're getting delays because you know directors no longer want to be part of a project yeah. All writers no longer want to be part of a project. And they <laughs> can't like, use the script because, you know. Exactly. Like, I get it, but, like, they should have these contingency plans in place to avoid that in well, some way. So, or maybe not have a delay so much. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's it's just really bothersome as a as a viewer of these... <laughs> of these movies you know to have to wait so long yeah but you know i mean there's nothing we can do as the viewer we just we just have to wait we just have to wait have to be patient yep and just let it run its course hopefully nothing else happens touch wood yep (laughs) fingers crossed um so yeah look i'm not happy about it but we're not working for Marvel or Disney, so we can't do anything to make this change. No. (laughs) We get no money from Disney. We get nothing. Yeah. We give them our money. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I've given well, I said a million times like they have my my blood and my soul. So we 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 giveth and they taketh away. (laughs) (laughs) I balance it out by saying, yeah, it is stupid. (laughs) Oh funny. Um all right. Michael. Hello. What do you make of all this? Uh, Dominoes start the fall. Hmm. 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 When when one of 
you know, yeah, as you said, ripple effect, and they can't really do anything about it except for push everything back. So D three and and Comic Con lied to us. Deceivers. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> yeah, no, I really haven't really got much to say. It's like it's, it's fine. I can wait. I got other things to watch. Oh yeah, well, other things to watch survive. and listen to. Uh, I mean, I can live without Marvel for a bit. It's okay. It's I'm happy. Okay. I'm happy with the special editions, like like Werewolf by Night. Yeah, more of them, please. Yeah, more of that. Just drop one thing and out. It's great. Now there's continuously on the treadmill of watching something and not getting the story until the absolutely end of the show. And the movies, well, the movies are the movies. Sometimes I need to probably rework them a bit, but, you know. I'm siding with Martin Corsese here. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, I'm done. Okay, great. Awesome. We have one final thing to discuss in the news this week, and that is... The announcement of a third film in Kenneth Branagh's Hercule Poirot series of Ugh. movies. Um, and, this, and this one is called A Haunting in Venice. Uh, it is based, uh, or nay, inspired by Agatha Christie's novel Halloween Party. Um, this isn't a story I have heard of i don't think this one has been adapted into film before so um that's kind of exciting so the cast was announced and we also got a official description for the film so the cast we've got um some really cool names in here tina fey michelle yo kyle allen camille cotton jamie dornan jude hill ali khan emma laird kelly riley and ricardo mm. i'm gonna butcher this scamarico yeah, I think that's about right. Oh, thank you. I hope so. Um, so some names I recognise, some names I don't. So it's a nice, a nice mix. I'm looking forward to seeing all of them. Um, now the description reads following: Set in eerie post World War II Venice on All Hallows Eve, a haunting in Venice is a terrifying mystery featuring the return of the celebrated sleuth Hercule Poirot. Now retired and living in self-imposed exile in the world's most glamorous city, Poirot reluctantly attends a seance at a decaying haunted palazzo. When one of the guests is murdered, the detective is thrust into a sinister world of shadows and secrets. And fish. And fish. And fish. Yes. So uh, it's coming out next year. Um, so that's cool. We don't have to wait too long for this. Um, and I still haven't seen Murder on the Orient Express, but I did watch Death on the Nile and it was all right. So we'll see how. <laughs> it was fine. <laughs> it was fine. Out of all the adaptations, it's all right. It's fine. Ow. Sorry. sorry. I need to watch Murder on the Orient Express because. Yeah, that one you'll definitely enjoy. Yeah. I mean, I did not enjoy Death on the Nile. I just, I didn't love it. It was fine. It was watchable. I'm sorry. <laughs> Fully hates me now. I'm like, this is me. This is, this is, this is, must, must be how like Wayne felt when he bagged out the MCU in front of me. Oh, 
God, I miss those days. Um, <laughs> anyway, so, Fulia, yes. uh, you must be completely ecstatic about this news. As soon as I found out this news, I was like, yes! <laughs> I shouted through the rooftops. I was like, this no. is what I want. I want more Hercule Poirot. Um, and I am, I am very excited. Um, yes, some cast members I also recognize and some, most I do not. Uh, but I think it's going to be lots of fun nonetheless. And um, it's going to have some creepiness to it, being that it's a, going to be set in a Halloween sort of a yeah. season. I hope it comes out next October. No, Hopefully. no. <laughs> so, no, I am 100% looking forward to this film. And you guessed it, I'll be buying it on Blu-ray just as much as the other two I did. Why don't you just wait until it's on Disney Plus? No. No, I need to see this one in the cinema. <laughs> it's a must. Good. Support <laughs> cinemas. Yes, I yeah. have to see okay. this one in the cinema and then I'll buy the Blu-ray when it comes out. Okay. Good. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm very excited. Okay. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I love your enthusiasm. It's wonderful. <laughs> It's wonderful. Okay, Michael, um, are you a fan of, of Kenneth Branagh's take on Poirot? I haven't seen any. I so you just have, leave the room. You have any, <laughs> do you have any any interest in this one? Uh, yeah, if it's like a... Combine them all and watch it, watch it all in one night. I mean, I've got Disney Plus, as I said, and they're on Disney Plus. So I have no... I have no qualms of seeing it. It's just I have to wait until I've got time. I mean, I still got to watch Firefly and, and all that. <laughs> yeah, that's got to come first. Maybe. Depends on how long it takes for him to actually get around to it. Yeah. But, you know, they've, they've <laughs> just dropped King of the Hill on Disney+. Plus. Oh, yeah? I need to watch all that. <laughs> Because awesome. I haven't seen most of the King of the Hills. It's nice to watch we haven't, it. You haven't seen Firefly at all? Yeah, but that's only one season. This is like this is like 18 or whatever. So you could get Firefly done and then start King of the Hill? Uh, no, I've already started King of the Hill. Much quicker. I thought, ooh, sweet. God <laughs> <laughs> damn it. So I shouldn't watch it. You should yeah. absolutely watch it. It is wonderful. It is a joke. It's not a joke. Uh, You're a joke. <laughs> wow. Ow. The claws have come out. Well, you're a t- Twitch streamer. Yeah, and? And you're also on YouTube. Pick a lane. So? I'm a content creator. I can go anywhere. <laughs> We're all content co- creators. Except we just flush at the end. Excuse me, what platforms are we on right now? I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> anyway, okay. Kenneth Browder. Stupid mustache. Go. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, I'm allowed to judge. I've got one. You can, 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 yeah, we, can we, like, disconnect? <laughs> wow. <laughs> No, we've got heaps of stuff to talk about, which is why I'm ending mm. the news. It's done. No more news. No more news. We've we've reached our news 
fulfillment requirement, contractual obligated agreement for the week. Um, which means now it's time to roll on up to the trailer park. Rolling up to the trailer park where we all park all the trailers. Yeehaw. Yes, trailer park time. So uh, we have uh, three streaming trailers uh, this week, starting with um, the beginning, I suppose, of all the Christmas movies that we're probably going to talk about or, or, or that are fully friendly to talk about, at least on this podcast, because <laughs> there was one last week that I would have loved to include, but no, we're not going to do that. Not Is on that the podcast. Annabelle? <laughs> no. Anyway, so... Uh, this is a, the trailer for first teaser trailer, I should say, for Spirited, um, which is you guessed it, another reimagining of the classic Christmas Carol story by Charles Dickens. Um, I don't need this movie, but that being said, I'm going to watch it because it's Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell, and it's a fucking musical. So give it to me now. Um, I will happily watch this. I hope it's good. I don't know if it's going to be any good. I didn't think this was a particularly good teaser, t- if I'm if I'm honest. I don't think they really showed enough to give it a good. Ooh, you know, I'm literally just watching it on on ne- you know brand name alone of these two actors and Octavia Spencer as well. Um, so that's pretty much all I've got to say about it. Um, yeah, I hope it's good. We'll see. Eh, it's a Christmas movie, so they're always hit and miss for me anyway. But um, but yeah, hopefully it's enjoyable. What did you make of this one? Um, I'm definitely going to be watching this. Uh, oh, I didn't know. If you might like this. Spirited? Yeah. I like musicals. They're fun. Okay. <laughs> I've seen different iterations of Christmas Carol. Mainly the Muppets one. <laughs> yeah, the best one. No, the best one's Scrooge. Which, this trailer gave me Scrooge vibes. Yeah. Yeah, which I found really interesting. Yeah, but I'm sure I'm sure Michael will talk about that. But yes, Fulia. Mm. Yes. Um, look, Will Ferrell for me is hit and miss. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> but I'm all for it with Ryan Reynolds. And I want to hear him sing more. (laughs) (laughs) After that little snippet we got some time ago, what was it like last year or something? Um, With him and Will Ferrell doing their little... Their TikTok. (laughs) Yeah, what was that song? I Can Be Blue. I Can Be... be, Yeah, Yeah. Grace Kelly by (laughs) Mika. Yes. That's right. That was that was that must have been while they were making this movie. Yeah, I'd say yeah, so. There we yeah. go. It all makes sense now. <laughs> we figured That's it out. That's what they were up to. And uh, yeah, I am definitely here for Ryan Reynolds doing a musical because we don't get that very often. <laughs> no, we don't get that. Yeah. Um, and tap dancing, like sure, why not? Love it. Uh, and yeah. It's just another iteration of the same story, but I'm here for it. Jesus tap dancing Christ. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Michael, uh, what do you make of this trailer? Yeah, it was very, it's it's a very interesting sort of take on the, on the Christmas mythos that it is. Uh, 
But it looks look something similar. I mean, having a family, uh, being, uh, having a fa- family, be, being home invaded, is pretty weird in itself. But but then you got like Santa Claus, like basically doing John McClane on Christmas, so it's kind of fitting. <laughs> oh, sorry. I was thinking Violet Knight. <laughs> nice. A movie that I'd much rather see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Than A Christmas Carol. <laughs> Adaptation. <laughs> Even if it does have Ryan Reynolds and Will Farrell in it. Yeah. So, so that's my take. And also, I don't have Apple Plus, so fuck that. So when are we going to uh, somehow watch this film, Kendall? Well, um, Fulia and I will probably be watching this one. Um, I don't have an Apple product. I'm sorry. Oh, that's okay. You don't have to have an Apple product to have Apple TV Plus. Just FYI. Um, But you still need an iTunes account or an ID Apple account. Uh, I think you'd have to set one up, yeah, yeah to log into it. Anyway, fuck that, fuck that, no, fuck, <laughs> fuck that noise. Too many passwords. Um, Spirited will be streaming on Apple TV Plus on the 18th of November. And when right is Violent TV. Night going to be? <laughs> I don't have that information in front of oh, me. So <laughs> oh, you, can't, you can't see David Harbour. Wreck shop. <laughs> we will see him wreck shop. Stabbing people with candy canes. Yeah, it's going to be great. Yeah. Can't wait. All right, speaking of musicals, our second trailer is the second trailer for Matilda, uh, the upcoming Netflix film adapted from the stage play um, with songs by our very own Tim Minchin. Um, yes, this looks awesome. Um, I remember not being too, I don't know, too blown away by the teaser trailer when it dropped a couple months ago, but um, this full trailer was really, really nice, and it really feels like um, a complete contemporary adaptation of the book, like, because it just, the way that it's set out, it just gave me very, like, similar vibes to the film from the 90s in a lot of aspects, Mm. Um, so that was kind of interesting. But yeah, I'm. I haven't seen the stage production of Matilda. I've heard it's fantastic, um, so I'm excited to see it kind of done in this format and hear all the songs really for the first time um, and exactly how they can make Matilda into a musical. That's really really cool. Um, yeah, um, and I'm here for Lashana Lynch as uh, Miss Honey and of course Emma Thompson, as we mentioned previously, um, as the Trunchbull in that uh, god awful. Uh, but very well done makeup um, and, you know, suit of some kind she's wearing to make herself look that way. Um, so I can't wait to watch that unfold. But, yeah. Um, yeah, bring it on, I say. I think it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. And this was a very good trailer. So I'm, I'm ready for Matilda. Fulia, are you ready for Matilda? I am so ready for Matilda. <laughs> Waltzing Matilda. <laughs> <laughs> uh... This trailer just gave me everything that I needed to see. Um, Miss Trunchbull, holy crap. Yeah. 
looking so burly and tall and scary. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Uh, So, yeah. I am very much looking forward to this. They gave us the iconic kid with the pigtails being thrown by the fans. Wow. Uh, You know, and just... It's it it's same, but a little bit different. Yeah, yeah. just a little bit different, and I kind of like that because I grew up on the Matilda with uh, from when was it? It was like the ninety six. Ninety six. The ninety six mm. Matilda is my favorite Matilda. Yeah, me too. Um, I never actually had went to see the stage show, the actual musical, um, but I heard really good things about it. So I am very much looking forward to this and, you know, just Aussie represent Tim Minchin. Oh, yeah. The absolute amazing musician that he is mm-hmm. putting together this, um, the, the songs for this, for this show. And, yeah, just it looks like it's going to be awesome. Yeah. I can't wait. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Music, <laughs> music and book by Tim Minchin. By Tim Minchin, yes, yeah. that's true. Um, Michael, your thoughts on this trailer? Well, um, I'm I'm very excited to watch this. I didn't get to see it when I was in Melbourne, uh, unfortunately. But um, I find it interesting that this is an adaptation of a stage show, which is an adaptation of a book. So it's an adaptation of an adaptation, and we're in the obsession matrix. Wow! Wow! <laughs> But, yeah, it definitely looks very stylized and, and awesome, uh, as a stage show would be, because, you know, it's uh, minimalistic, but also theatrical as well. So it's going to hopefully probably not make you feel like you're watching a stage show, just uh, a world where this sort of thing would happen. And, and yeah, I did, en- I, I did enjoy, <clears throat> as a child, um, watching Matilda, as as it were, and how that adaptation was picked up and set in America. This is set in the UK, so mm. as it as it is a Roald Dahl book, and it's pretty much in the UK anyway. Um, yeah, Miss Trunchbull, uh, Emma Thompson, uh, looking absolutely fabulous and <laughs> and everything. Um, a role that was originally pla- originally like played by a man. Uh, in the stage show, so it's, mm-hmm. it's man in drag and haha funny, but it's kind of good that it's uh, being referred back to. Well, it's a female role, so why don't you just play play it with a f- female actor? Mm. I mean, what's wrong with that? I mean, women can look hideous and ugly. There's nothing wrong with yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> Stern looking madness. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm more than happy to watch this on Christmas or around about Christmas because it comes out in December. Speaking of which, when, Speaking is, of which. This, when is this getting dropped, Kendall? Well, it's funny you say Christmas because it looks like it's actually coming out on Netflix on Christmas Day, the 25th of December. So, does that mean we're getting it in Boxing Day? Uh, well, Netflix drops the same day worldwide, so no. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck so, you. So we Fuck get you. it. 
before the US. <laughs> well, yeah, they'll get it at their time midnight, which is like 5, 6 p.m. our time, <clears throat> same day. So, yeah. So something to watch when you're recovering from the overhaul of food. Yes, when you're, uh, you know... Riding the wave of your food coma. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I know what I'm watching Christmas night. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> nice. You're going to see you self-indulge with all this food and you're watching a fat kid just eat chocolate cake. I know. It's like, ah. Uh, and this is, this, this kid's not even eating like in like the mud cake that you get in the 96 version. This one is a three tier chocolate cake. <laughs> With cherry on top. Massive. All the cherries. Oh. Holy crap. Yeah. Good luck, Boris. I wonder I wonder if Miss Trunchbull is going to be like, you You have to eat this right down to the cherry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Probably. Yeah. Probably. And then he vomits. Oh, and he vomits. Per, um, I don't know why I was going to say purple mush, but brown mush. Um, fun. <laughs> All right. I didn't know bile was purple. <laughs> It is now. Stomach lining is purple. (laughs) Purple people eater. Um, One-eyed, one-horned. Speaking of of Netflix. What? (laughs) Our third and final trailer. I love Uh, delays. Yes, me too. If you're, uh, yeah. Well, if you're wondering whatever happened to the final blockbuster, this series has the answer for you. It is not based on true events, although there is a one blockbuster apparently left in the world. So this is a trailer for uh, an upcoming series called Blockbuster. Blockbuster. Um, it is written by the the, the same crew as uh, worked on Superstore and Brooklyn Nine Nine. Speaking of Brooklyn Nine Nine, also stars Melissa Fumero and then one of our favorite MCU actors, Randall Park. Um, hilarious to see both of them together in this show. I think it's going to be very funny. Um, hmm. I like the idea of it just, you know, being about the last remaining blockbuster, you know, and the fact that they have a staff that that's that big is also quite funny to me. I feel like if it was the last blockbuster, it would probably be, maybe be three people. Yeah. There's like six or seven of them. Um, so that's interesting. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm looking forward to checking this out. I think it's going to be really funny relatable in some ways as well um and uh yeah i think just a good a good time and probably a, like a good a good uh series for like you know movie buffs to to watch like you know if you're a fan of just film in general they might just make a lot of references to certain uh movies or maybe even other tv shows so it could get meta on us at some point this which- is definitely a you movie a, a, a me series, yes. Yeah, a it, series, yes. Yes, it definitely is. <laughs> uh, so I will be for sure checking this out when it drops. Um, it looks really, really good, I think. So, yeah. Plus, Randall Park, come on. He's, <laughs> he's the best. Um, what do you think, Fulia? Uh, look, this is three for three for me. I'm going to be watching hey. this one as well. Nice. So, Including uh, Silent Night? What? You mean Violent Night? Violent no. Night. <laughs> Just the three we've spoken about here on the dock. Okay. Nothing else. Yes, hundred percent in it. You know, I, I just it gives me all of the nostalgia of when I used to go to like. 
Blockbuster or Video Easy. Yeah. Um, and, you know, borrowing all the different <laughs> movies on DVD. Movie Land will <laughs> entertain you. you. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Chills. <laughs> Um, and then also the indie, um, you know, video hire stores that I used to go to um, because my parents wanted to watch um, Turkish shows. So they'd have to go to a specific Turkish video hire place where they have Turkish stuff. But then I got to browse all of the other things, including gaming, because they also had games available for hire, which was really cool too. (laughs) Well, one thing I will say about renting games, like sometimes it's a mishmash because a lot of them would be scratched or... Yeah, I know, right? Because no one looks after them because they know it's not theirs. (laughs) That's why I was brought up with a a Nintendo 64. You can't scratch that shit. (laughs) Very true. Uh, no, but yeah, it's I, this is gonna be uh, I think a lot of fun to watch and just see what each of these episodes are gonna give us. Um, I feel like there's gonna be a bit of a romance brewing. Yes, there is. Uh, so yeah, I I don't know when it comes to these sort of shows, especially when they're comedies. Why is it that it's the two main characters that fall in love? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what freaking cliches. I, yeah. They'll probably have some of the supporting characters hook up too. Yeah, I know. I just, yeah. Anyway. Uh. <laughs> Maybe they have the failsafe as what the Ukrainians have if uh, nuclear fallout actually does happen. They, Sorry. Real, real world events. What kind of failsafe is that? What, Putin and Zelensky fucking hooking up or something no 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 no. Uh, well if uh, Russia uh, does declare nuclear war and actually drop a bomb on Kiev uh, uh, everyone there is like you know it's pointless like running away because you only got like 10 minutes it's like they're just going to have a huge orgy (laughs) and that's the world we live in that's the world we live in anyway blockbuster okay then (laughs) Boy, any more thoughts? My thoughts are gone now. <laughs> I'm done. No thoughts, head empty. <laughs> oh, amazing. Michael, would you like to continue your thoughts on Blockbuster? Yes, I think it's quite cheeky for Netflix to do this TV show. It's kind of yeah. like dancing on the gra- grave that the person that you killed. Yeah, yeah. a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, it's kind of fitting, really. But... Yeah, I think um, it is going to be sad that um, my children aren't going to have that thing that I had as a child, like walking in the walking into a blockbuster or a video easy or a movie land or anything like that, and not have the smell of VHSs. I mean, mm. this is the reason why I still keep mine and I keep the stickers. I mean, right there. Wow. Nostalgia. How about that? Nice. Yeah, keep all the stickers. It's a weekly. (laughs) $4.40. That's pocket pocket money right there. I I remember the days when I'd want to to borrow a movie or like that costs four bucks and it's an overnighter. 
I remember when they bumped the price up to like six, seven dollars for overnights. Yeah, and my parents oh, were just like, "No, that's too much money." I'm like, "But, but." They're like, no. If it was a weekly, it wouldn't. It would have been fine. But if, because it's an overnight, no. Making <laughs> those prices now. Yeah, I know, right? I can't remember <laughs> if like the Video Land or the Video Easy, one of them, had a deal where it was like, you could get like five weeklies for like seven bucks or something. Like it was such a good deal. But yeah, it was only weeklies, so we have to wait for the the overnighters to come on to weekly, or <laughs> or when they would do the like halfway between like the three day like the three three day rentals yeah, yeah. the three day rentals inflation yeah. oh my gosh 40 cents yeah the world off. gone mad the world has gone mad yes yeah so this looks interesting it definitely has that feel of Brooklyn Nine-Nine yeah. especially in the way it's shot as well mm. uh, I don't know if I'll sit down and watch this because we know what the ending is because there's none, no more. There's no more. Yeah, it's nostalgia. It's like the last kick of the can down the road. Yarp. Yarp. So when is this getting dropped on on Netflix? Yes. Uh, Blockbuster will be on Netflix on the 3rd of November, so pretty wow. soon. Wow, that's a sentence right there. Yeah. Funny. I'm getting old. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> We're all getting old, mate. Um <laughs> oh, God. Okay, cool. Mm. Trailer park done. Woo. Woo. Which means now it's time for a quickie review. Quickie review. Yes, quickie review time. Um, and we are here to uh, share our thoughts on the latest episode of Andor. Um, yeah, it's episode six. Um, the heist finally mm. happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it was a very, very good episode. Uh, I really enjoyed watching this one. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really, really good. Um, we, you know, pretty much stayed with the rebels the whole time until the end of the episode so it was very isolated uh and i i liked the way it played out i loved how kind of i just love how andor is kind of going down this like realistic path as realistic as a sci-fi show can be um because i just kind of loved how real world it kind of felt and how when they were in there acting out the, you know, the highest, you know, once they got in and then they pulled out all their weapons and then the tables turned on the, you know, the, the, the empire, yeah, the, you know, the honchos that were there, um, and how they were like, you know, holding their fa- the, that guy's family hostage and everything. I'm like, oh, so they may, they might be the good guys, but they're also kind of not. Um, I really just kind of liked this whole gray area thing of, are they good? Are they bad? Sort of thing. Cause like, you know, it goes back to, I love, I love always bringing up Obi-Wan's line of, you know, certain point of view because, you know, to, to that kid and the mother, you know, these are bad guys coming in trying to kill our husband and 
steal our money and all this stuff but and they and they they didn't come like they didn't take any time to paint the mother and the son as these you know snobby hoity-toity you know rude arrogant entitled people um the husband was a bit different but i like that they kind of played them neutral um and it kind of just i don't know i loved how they leaned into this like you know these, these rebels kind of being bad guys essentially in this episode i thought it was really really cool uh and i loved um the visual effects like when the 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 shower happened and the colors in the sky oh, that was so beautiful yeah and the way that came over and everything that was just gorgeous um yeah it was absolutely beautiful and i liked this you know the introduction of the the native people as well having their beliefs in what that represents and um how they have a an agreement or understanding that seems to be a bit shaky um <laughs> about you know their shared existence on this planet um yeah it was it was really 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 good and of course not everyone made it out alive and there was some some traitors in the end as well which were dispatched of very quickly um and i i kind of liked the perilousness like even though even though we know andor's safe of course but you know the other people in this cast we don't know real except for mon mothma um you know who's going to end up where and how um and if they're going to make it through so i kind of liked that added peril to it and like the suspense of trying to get up through the meteor shower um that whole scene was pretty cool as well so yeah it was a really really good episode i'm liking this take on star wars um i think it's absolutely wonderful so i can't wait to see where it's gonna go next Mm -hmm. um i have no idea (laughs) so yeah well i have some idea i mean just maybe a little bit of an idea (laughs) um but in terms for the immediate future um yeah i'm looking forward to the last four episodes of this thing um fulia your your thoughts on this one yeah, this one was a uh, pretty intense episode too, um, being the heist. And there was a lot of um, build up to the point, and then we get the action yeah. all at once. Um, the I think what I really liked was when they were first beginning the heist, um, after, um, after the, the four guys have, you know, put on the uniforms and gotten as far as they could to the entrance point. Mm. And then they're waiting for Val to give them the go ahead and Mm. Val's hesitating. Yeah. That was interesting. Yeah. So it was like, she's the leader of this group and all of a sudden she's having second thoughts. Like, do we actually go through with this? Mm. And so they're all waiting and, and yeah, that's sort of just like through me. I'm like, what is going through her head? Mm. Um, so that was really cool. And yeah, no, just, and then when the whole sort of heist thing was happening, the rush that they had with trying to get all of the rolls onto the ship mm. as quickly as possible. Mm. They've got the, you know, the other, um, the other troops, uh, troopers that were within there, within that base, base, um, helping them, like mm. force them to help get move all of the whatever how many ever rolls they can onto the ship yeah and then credits all these so many credits i didn't realize that's how credits actually came through yeah (laughs) it's like crypto it's insane 
Um, but yeah, and then you know the escape was also quite um, quite harsh. Mm. <laughs> you know, um, with a you know couple of people, a um, couple of people being left behind, um, and you know a couple of people also dying, mm. which was one of them was quite sad. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, no, I'm just, I was always very skeptical about, um, what's his name? Arvel. The kid. No, no, not the kid. Arvel. Arvel Skeen. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So I, I wasn't sure what, where his mind was at, but then the moment he explained his thoughts, I was like, aha. Of course, that's yeah. of course that's how he's thinking. He's just in it for himself. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, no, it was a very very intense episode, but mm. I really enjoyed it. It was really good. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Nice, Michael. What did you think of this one? Uh, pretty much the same as you guys. Um, I'll probably just add uh, for it being the overall thing that this uh, sort of heist. It's sort of like the biggest thing for that is up against the Empire. And you can sort of see it at the last five minutes where everything sort of went to shit. It's like, oh shit, what's going on? It's it's like all, all this all, all the all this money like just just disappeared. It's like, oh and you can't really hide the fact because you can probably tell the Empire like keeps a close knit on everything that's ha- happening i mean they even uh they like in the future they'll they'll destroy an entire planet and and no one knows about it <laughs> and, and it's that sort of thing and i like the fact that this is like the first real big stepping stone wi- within the the resistance against the empire and how this is going to snowball into later on down the track of like um in Rogue One, and and there's still more to do. It's still it's still setting up. It's still setting up what the uh, resistance is going to be, and um yeah, I'm happy, and I like the fact that it's still interesting. Uh, of it being a show that's very slow paced, and we're sort of dealing with this sort of uh, scenarios as well as the themes as well. It's a lot more adult. Mm. orientated star wars is something that we something that uh, a lot of people haven't really had much criticisms uh with, with this show compared to other star wars stuff um because it's actually dealing with like situations and pe- people that are real like this would be something that re- uh, that would actually happen in real life mm. especially especially with um because uh, i i watch a lot of tiktok you see and there, there is a video that I actually quite like where they say, where they're doing like the uh, one person saying one thing and the other is like criticisms of modern Star Wars. It's like Star Wars was never this political. It's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> the first Star Wars was basically a critique of the Vietnam War, and then that, and then the other person say, says, well, then that means that the Empire is like America, and. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, 
and like the prequels was about was about um uh like after 9 11 and all that like especially with everything as well it's like what the america was turning into it was turning into the empire so you can actually have that critique and i actually quite like yeah i I, i'm i'm really enjoying endor it's probably my favorite it's possibly going to be my favorite uh star wars tv show yeah i think a lot of people are saying that Mm, on, Mm. on how it's dealing with like i do enjoy mando I do love the Mandalorian because I do love the member berries every now and again. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I, I just like this is like a fresh take and it's unfortunate it's just going to be two seasons, but it, it, they've planned ahead and they know the cutoff point. Yeah. And yeah. And that, that's what I really enjoy as well. And that was yeah. my cricket with the review. Thank you. Thank you. Sure, Thank you very much. All right. <sighs> Wonderful. So... That, of course, now brings us to the moment, the segment, the section, the part, the place, the spot in the show we like to call... Popcorn culture? (laughs) 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 I'm coming out of your video screen. (laughs) Yes. Uh, let's get meta. Let's get meta. Oh my goodness. Um, yes. So we are here to, of course, discuss our thoughts on the series, maybe, but season, at least, finale of She Hulk. Whose show is this? Episode nine. Um, yeah, we're at the end. Oh, She-Hulk, we're done. Um, so, yeah, overall thoughts on this one. I, I love this episode. <laughs> I thought it was fantastic. I mean, I've always been a fan of meta humor uh, and, and, for, and fourth wall breaks and all of that stuff. I think, it's, I think it's a great comedic tool, a great storytelling tool, something a bit, a bit different for Marvel anyway, outside of Deadpool. Um, and yeah, it was, I thought it was very clever the way that they kind of used it, uh, in this, in this episode, um, to like poke fun at themselves. Um, I, I really appreciated that as a, as a longtime fan. I I thought that was very, very good. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so this is a a good one. It, It kind of ended it, it sort of didn't really this the story sort of didn't really go anywhere too exciting or outside of the realm of whatever but um but yeah the the, the fourth wall breaking was what really clinched it for me uh, in terms of it being a successful finale i think um yeah and then you know certain things were introduced and we were like what the hell is going on here um so yeah fully your overall takeaways from the finale Man, there was so much going on in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but it was fun. Um, it was very humorous. I just, I don't know, my brain just had a bit of a moment of trying to figure out what was happening. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> when I watched this episode, yeah. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> Why? Why? How? <laughs> just like trying to figure all that out. And then... Yeah, it was just 
I think the fourth wall break really went like to a point where I may have gotten, I think for me, the line had crossed. Like too much of it? It was too much. Oh. I think it was a bit too much. Okay. Um, Fair enough. But it was still, it was still funny. It was still quite funny. Yeah. Um, and I enjoyed the, uh, <laughs> the really cool jokes um, that, you know, sort of stems to reality. And uh, and just the the CG that they decided to use in this particular episode, uh, uh, well, and the fact that we're also on a budget, <laughs> so they can only have She-Hulk for a certain amount of time. It's a bit on the nose. <laughs> recently, uh, found out that um, VX, uh, VH, uh, the artists are sort of like nose to the grindstone sort of things and it's like yeah you're too expensive we'll not do that it's like mm, okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah so no it was it was a good episode i i just feel like they may have gone a little too far on the meta okay interesting just a little bit too far that's okay but it was still fun all right yeah. you still enjoyed it i still enjoyed it okay that's good that's good michael your overall thoughts on she hulk's finale uh, overall thoughts. Um, I didn't expect it to go like this at the end. Um, I do have my misgivings of it being a Marvel thing. It's like, oh, it's got to have the big thing at the end. So my expectations were crushed, and I like that. Yeah, <laughs> hell yeah. But unfortunately, they can only do this once, so don't expect <laughs> this if there is going to be a se- season two. So the... <laughs> They have written it in the script of saying, oh, what about season two and all, all this stuff? So maybe see how it goes. But I wish they actually did more of this like during the TV show. Like absolutely um, changing things within the TV show to make us uh, make it set up for the ultimate going to see Kevin sort of thing. Mm. At the end, it's like, no, this doesn't work. Hold on, I'll cha- change this. It's like, yes, and this is what's in the comic as well that she like rips down pages. It's like, I want to talk to the writer about this <laughs> and that sort of thing. And yeah, it's really cool. Uh, and it's just a shame that they, that the last two episodes are the ones that I actually quite like. Mm hmm. Unfortunately, yeah, um, but with an overall thing, it's like, I do appreciate She-Hulk, <laughs> she but it's not one, it's not one of my favorites, so, um, but I, I enjoy, like, the different take as well, it's good, it's a good fresh restart, it's sort of like that Endor thing, but it's sort of like a mismatch and not really quite sure where of where it was going to go and so but maybe maybe a season two is in the works maybe i don't know yeah so it's sort of a a weird take yes so yeah well no, that's that's totally fair enough um uh i suppose the store that like the episode is kind of split into two halves really like we have the the sort of the wrapping up of this the story and then the meta stuff and then the ending. Um, so 
Yeah, I was kind of surprised to see that Jen had been taken into custody by damage control. I feel like it was a bit of an overreaction because, you know, I was totally on Jen's side and I get what, um, oh, what's her name? Mallory was saying about how, like, you know, you transformed into a Hulk. What did we, what did you, what did you expect sort of, you know, argument? Um, but, you know, she didn't hurt anyone and she wasn't... She destroyed property. She just destroyed property. Yeah, she didn't really... I don't know. So I, I thought it was a bit of an overreaction to lock her up and then to have to force her to wear it uh, in uh, an inhibitor yeah, yeah. bracelet um, like Abomination has to. So that was... Yeah, that was interesting. Um, yeah. Did you think, fully that they went a bit overboard with that? Or did, does it, did it make sense for you that they would um, punish her that way? Uh, no, I think for me it made sense that, like, that they would take her away. Um, I obviously after the, after the last episode, um, the way that it ended, I kind of expected it to, uh, to have her end up in custody. So, um, yeah, I wasn't overly surprised, but it, it was kind of harsh, I think. Mm. Um, yeah. And then she had to quit her job because of all oh, she got fired because yeah. she couldn't be She-Hulk anymore. Exactly. As yeah. well. That was... Which was really, really sad <laughs> yeah. to see her pack up her desk and all that. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, you know, the intelligentsia did exactly what they, you know, they wanted her to do. Yeah. They, you know, she was baited and she fell for it. Exactly. Yeah. Bit unfortunate, but yeah, them's the breaks. <laughs> them's the breaks. Michael, um, mm. agree or disagree? Do you think it was a fair fair punishment for her, or? Well, yeah, a bit of an overreach, but but um, considering they're they're sort of doing the commentary of well, it, uh, with like the Wonder Vision as uh, Wonder as well, if uh. When I do something, I'm the villain. But when you do something, people say, "Oh, it's okay. We'll do." It. So it's sort of like that divide as well, and it's taking place here. And I think I think because she just at the end of the previous episode where she decided, "I need to calm down. I need to not like run away or anything because it will get bad." Because she knows, uh, being a lawyer she can escalate this to anything but she decided no I'll I'll go go on and within uh with the start of this episode she 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 goes okay uh within the law I I I need to do this and what are the uh what are the conditions is the inhibitor which <clears throat> is a good indication of what what's going to happen with mutants as well like now that we don't have the uh, Covia Accord, uh, mm. they're sort of doing so something else. So they're sort of setting up with what about what about the X Men? Ha ha! Thumbs up to the camera, <laughs> and I did like that bit. Yeah, but, same. So she she's following along. She's okay. It can't be all that bad, and she can't do her job because she can't be She Hulk. And life is a bit shit. And she turned to the camera and says, is this what you want? Yeah. <laughs> Who's that to? The audience or to her? 
Hmm. Sort of a grey area in that one, which is kind of cool and it makes you think. It does. Yeah, so, yeah. And it's an interesting place to end on where we are. Definitely. Yes. Um, yeah, well, because, you know, um, from there, Jen just pretty much just wants justice for what happened to her, understandably. So um, she's investigating intelligentsia, trying to figure out who the hell is behind everything. Um, and then, of course, Nikki is doing her bit, um, uploading <laughs> a video of Jen dancing when she was younger and posting it to Intelligentsia, which scores her an invite to this gathering that they're having. Um, and she sends Pug because obviously it has to be a, a dude that goes. Um, and Why is that? I don't know, because bros before hoes, apparently. Green hoes. Green hoes. Uh, also, can I just say, Pug is literally the sweetest, most pure man <laughs> ever. <laughs> I fucking adored the fact that they, like, you know, they set up earlier on that he was, like, totally not an asshole in this show. And then they paid it off in the best best way with comedic effect of him being surrounded by these idiots and he's like, females, am I right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, a little bit cartoony, but... It was a little bit, but I thought it was great. And I found... He definitely uh, nailed it on the head of yeah. what these sort of pe- people are. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, I, I like the whole, you know, Nikki feeding him lines like, you know, <laughs> say it was nepotism. <laughs> 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 like, I just... it was, That whole sequence I thought was, was hysterical. Um, and then, of course, we have the reveal that Todd is Hulk King on top of that. Oh, so, no. How did we not know this? <laughs> I'm not surprised, but eh, it's fine. It makes sense. It works for me. It's no wonder he popped up in so many episodes. Mm. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Um, and just yeah. his mannerisms and calling her a specimen. And it's like, how, are we gonna, how, how am I going to get your blood? <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, yeah, Fulia, do you have any any thoughts on on um, Pug's infiltration of Intelligentsia <laughs> and 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 the reveal of Hulk King? Uh, look, uh, Pug is wholesome. <laughs> like, yes, yeah, I love I love him. He's great. <laughs> he's 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 not he's not the he doesn't seem like a great liar. <laughs> no, like, you can almost see through. You can see through his lies, even though he was surrounded by idiots who believed him. Yeah. Because <laughs> oh, yeah. all they hear is the words. Not yeah, the exactly. Yeah, they don't hear the tone. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> yes. Um, Face value. Yeah, and, you know, the fact that Nikki's the one that's giving him the lines to say, he just made me giggle. I'm like, oh, the poor boy. <laughs> the poor and boy. He's oh, hot. man. <laughs> and he's hot. According uh, yeah. To, according uh, to Todd. Very. Yeah, I smash him. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, funny. And, yeah, it was just, like, the fact that he was also hesitant about doing it, he's like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> yeah, like, he, he was... didn't even want to compromise his character no. for the sake of getting 
information on intelligence. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And he's just sort of standing there and he's just listening to everything that's being said and he's looking around. He's trying to look serious. And <laughs> it's just it was it was very um it was very cute. Let's just say. <laughs> He tried. He tried. He, he did his best and he succeeded. He did. <laughs> he did. Yeah. He did. It was great. Yeah. The reveal of Hulking, I, my blood just boiled. <laughs> I, was, uh, I, I just like, oh, I just want to punch you out right now. I really yeah. do. And I kind of had a, a teeny inkling about Todd because I'm like, what he, he there's got to be something about him for him to pop up in this many episodes in the show cuz generally if you're just going out on blind dates and he pop and you, you come across someone that's the only time you'll see him no apparently he's an important client to the firm ah <laughs> i knew something was up with that little turd <laughs> todd turd turd, turd. <laughs> Turd. <laughs> the turd. The turd. Um, yeah, Michael, what did you make of this kind of sequence of events? Well, I don't appreciate all the man bashing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we do. Uh, I mean, we do have our faults, but you don't have to go on about it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do have constructive criticisms when it comes to a She-Hulk. And also, uh, Lady Thor sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, there, there are dickheads out there. And I think uh, I get it. But if I do have a bit of a criticism uh, to, like, the big bad at the end, it I thought it's a little bit shallow of just having man bros at the end, like, being the main villain. I mean... I think that's what they were trying to go for, but um, with the wrecking crew as well of of them having like super tools, uh, you're thinking maybe it was going to be something a bit bigger, or maybe they're setting up something for season two. I don't know if there's going to be a season two or not, but uh, and will this add to like the um, Captain America? Uh, aspect as well of having the leader back and all all this Hulk stuff uh, coming into fruition and a character turns up at the end and yeah um, I appreciate that they're actually set, uh, setting um, they're actually putting their foot down and it's like yeah you do have your criticisms but they're toxic and stupid and we're going to make fun of you and we're not going to take you seriously and yeah, and sometimes people need to hear that, and you know, pox on both your houses and all, all that. <laughs> like I've heard the discourse, like uh, with people saying, "Oh, Jen's just saying she she's better at being the Hulk than the actual Hulk." It's like no, because of her character, she is a woman. She needs to actually learn how to how to you know, control her anger because she's a woman mm -hmm. and all the shit that she's gone through. That's the point of the actual show. Not yep. that she's better. She's no. actually more controlled. That's why she's somehow better at being a Professor Hulk. 
than an actual hog. She doesn't have like the split personality. Mm. Of, she hasn't. She doesn't have the other guy. She doesn't have the other woman. Mm. Even though, even though, uh, people think, oh, she may have that at the end of the previous previous ending of her just smashing things. It's like, yeah, because she was faced with revenge porn. Yeah. So, like, who wouldn't like completely go fucking buck wild and having like. People like going at you all the time, even even online. And the and I love the fact that they actually have that as a plot point within the TV show of oh just man bros just doing a man thing. It's like yeah, and sometimes that shit can be dangerous. Mm. So, so I like the fact that they're actually uh, delving into the real reality of, of that thing. And this is definitely like a thing within like. Like the Gamergate, fucking 2016 onwards of, of just man babies just controlling the narrative is like oh we can't have women Ghostbusters because you can't just have women just doing stuff. It's like give it a go. Yeah, the movie sucked, but not because they're women. No, because it was a bad script. Bad script, bad time, and. Don't improvise when it when it's come to a franchise and trying to make a franchise where it shouldn't be a franchise. But that's a whole other story. <laughs> I mean, even the second Ghostbusters movie wasn't really that good because it, they were trying to go for lightning in a bottle again. <laughs> where the original Ghostbusters should not have worked at all. No. <laughs> <laughs> the characters don't learn a thing. There is no character arc. Anyway, we love it. She-Hulk. She-Hulk, yes. Well, speaking of, just quickly, I forgot to touch on um, the the intro of the show where they recreated the opening credits of the Incredible Hulk series from the 70s. (laughs) Um, I thought that was really cool. I really liked that. That was a nice touch. Recreating certain shots um, and and, and frames and, and set pieces and things i thought that was awesome do you guys like that i did but putting it in is sort of weird because it was just an offhand sort of thing i don't know it could have been something a lot more but it was kind of fitting that it it was dealing with a tv show and we haven't really seen like an an opening credits to she Hulk, so it's sort of a, a, a weird mesh. It's like, okay, what are we doing here? I mean, mm. I get I get the reference and all that, but it wasn't really implemented like nicely within the show. It's sort of like not off-putting, but very jarring. Okay, they should have done like more of that. Like, like, like this week's episode is a, a take on Ali McBeal because you know, because <laughs> it's a uh, you know. Female, uh, female single lawyer. Yeah. I mean, that sort of thing. It's like, do more of that. Not just for one episode. Yeah, that's fair. Did you like it fully? Take it or leave it? Or? Um, look, I I had no idea that it, what it was referencing. Ah. <laughs> so that's why I was just like, what the hell's going on? This is <laughs> weird. Um, so I was like, it was all right. It was a really cool way to recap what happened in the previous episode, but um, 
Yeah, I don't know. Wasn't the best thing for me. Yeah, okay. <laughs> At least right. do like a, this is their stories. Yeah. yeah we all know that. <laughs> That's true. Uh, cool. Well, um, the episode kind of reaches a sort of a climax about halfway through when, you know, we get the reveal that the intelligentsia meeting is happening uh, at uh, Emil Blonsky's retreat ranch. Yeah. ranch. Um, <laughs> and I jerried on that when I saw that um, in the background that today is today, like posters in the background, like all the, the ones from a couple episodes beforehand. Um, so I was like, oh, fuck. Don't tell me Abomination's in on this. And then, yeah, he walks in and it's like, oh, God damn it. Why? Um, but I was happy to see that uh, Emil wasn't totally a, a villain in this. He mm. was more just... An unwilling... Participant. Just, yeah. Yeah. He was just, you know... He was there the to... Yeah. He, he was the... Ho- he, he hosted them. He was giving a, to- a talk to them. He didn't have any idea what they'd done. And who they really were. So, um, yeah. So yeah, he was just there to give a speech. Yeah. And make money. But it was just kind of shit, yeah. too, that, that, like, you know, after all the trouble Jen went through to, you know, get him his freedom, he just, you know, decides to, as we see in the um, credits, put his collar uh, cuff on a chicken so it doesn't go off and, <laughs> yeah. and alert the authorities. Um, and he becomes abomination. And then, yeah, so that's... Yeah, interesting. But I, I, yeah. But it was, but it was fine. And then everyone just starts showing up. Titania shows up. Um, Todd becomes fucking a Hulk. Todd, because uh, we get the payoff with the blood. And then fucking Bruce Banner rocks up. Professor Hulk, smart Hulk, crashes through the ceiling. And that's when things start getting a bit meta. Fulia, before the meta twist, what did you? Th- where did you think this episode was going? Did you? Th- agree with what Jen was kind of saying like did you guys want this is this like this is too messy this is too busy what are we doing here what what were you concerned about what was happening uh so once the action started uh I was and then Jen was just like saying all those things to the to the audience I was like I don't think I want this. No. Yeah. I didn't want that because I'm like, this is what happens in every other Marvel movie or show. It gets to the point where there's a fight that breaks out and then the heroes win. CGI fight. Somehow. Yeah. CGI. The CGI fight. (laughs) I think this is is where the the Marvel was just like, we need to stop and do something different here. Otherwise, it's going to cost too much. Well, it's just a really that yeah, and it was just a really good opportunity to lean into the meta humor that they've been. Yeah, using. exactly. And I kind of was on Jen's side and was just like, "Yeah, no, I don't want this. I want something different. Mm. Why does it have to end like this?" Yeah, well, because I was just like, "Why the hell is Titania here for one?" I know, and that's then, confusing. And then how is Bruce just suddenly rocking up without any explanation? Just dropping out of thin air, literally. Yeah, yeah it was a lot. Yeah, but and the top the... thing didn't made sense for me it's like no. well it's because like bruce and jen are cousins so they've got the same blood so so gamma radiation would actually affect them exactly the same todd's not a blood relative that we know of mm. so that no and he i was did. thinking just like this is getting stupid this is getting stupid yeah <laughs> i mean he did say that they 
you know, synthesized the blood or whatever. So it was yeah. effectively, <sighs> I suppose, a super soldier serum. But yeah. Wibbly, wobbly, whatever. Yeah. yeah. The one thing I did kind of like from this was the fact that when the fight did break out, Abomination picked Jen up and was like, watch out. Yeah, he was protecting her. Which I'm was like, sweet. wait, he's being nice? He's saving her life? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was good. And that's when Bruce jumps jumps into the mix and gets the wrong idea. And I was like, no, it's not what you think. <laughs> and, we're getting a, and we're getting a Hulk um, and Abomination fight again. Rematch. But in in the most weird circumstances. Yeah. Like in a cinema, 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 self help group, whatever. Yes. Um, yeah, Michael, what you, you were alluding to it before, but um, yeah, you thought this episode had gone off the rails by the before the meta twist. Yeah. Like, like the Todd thing is like, oh, this is getting stupid. And then, yeah, and then everyone rocking up is like, where's this fucking going? Yeah. I, I was slowly getting angry. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, all, all of it for this? It's like, Jen, do you really want this? No. <laughs> and then, yeah, please change it. And then, and then I thought my app was being stupid. <laughs> I know. <laughs> For half a second, me too. I was like, "What's happened here?" Did is I press something? Of, yeah, I don't know. It's like, was this? Is this? The, is that the end? That's it? They just cut it to go straight to the menu? Is there a glitch in the system? Yeah. Oh, that was that was fantastic. Like, I mean, I I feel like if they hadn't planned to do this, they obviously wouldn't have made the ending as messy in that sense for Jen to then comment on it but I'm glad it did because yeah the meta stuff that we got I thought was absolutely fantastic like seeing her break through the the menu the the, inter- the, the interface <laughs> through the thumbnails on Disney plus that was that was awesome um seeing her you know go on to the Disney lot um in LA and uh, and and Burbank, go in California. Yeah, and have a go at the writers in the room. One of which was actually uh, Jessica Gao, the creator of the show. Um, <laughs> she was in the room, so that was that was pretty cool. Um, but the only ones that that spoke were actors. They were at yeah, the the two that spoke were actually actors, but the yeah. rest of them were all I think part of the real staff. Um, so that was that was cool. And then of course we get the the funniest thing. When we actually go to the actual Marvel HQ, like they actually filmed, that's the real thing. So when she comes out of the elevator and then there's those Iron Man statues and the, and the desk where she had to That's what it sign, looks like. That's the entrance <gasps> to Marvel, the actual Marvel Studios. That's freaking cool. And, and that guy is the actual secretary. Oh, really or no? Yeah. Oh, okay. In real life. Oh, well, that's cool if that's true. Nice. Um... Yeah, yeah. So that's what it actually looks like mm. when you walk in. Um, and I love the joke about the NDA because of, you know, all the secrets and, like, you see all these throughout her wandering around the halls, you see all these posters of Cap and, like, I want you to turn off your cell phones. <laughs> um, <laughs> you see something, say something, you know, very secret, secret. And then kind of recreating 
the the Black Widow fight scene from Iron Man two a little bit and the that hallway I thought <laughs> was 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 interesting, um, but sure. And then of course you know we get to Kevin because <laughs> you know she needs to go talk to Kevin. Ah, I was not expecting. I was not expecting that reveal, but I thought that was fucking hilarious, and I had can to I, write. I, yes. Yeah. Can I just say? Um, Please. It it wasn't ruined for me, but I knew something was up, because I I like to watch things with uh, closed captions, and the closed caption for Kevin was an acronym. When yeah. The, when uh, the writers oh, were saying. Oh, when the writer said it. Oh, that's a little spoiler. Yeah, I was going. Why, why? What? Why? What's going on? Because mm. Jen, when she says Kevin, was Kevin. Was Kevin. But but when the writer says, you can't just talk to Kevin. <laughs> and it's like the acronym of K- KI and all that. But what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> yes, and the acronym. Yeah. And then, yeah. And, and Jen entered the room and it was GLaDOS. Yeah, that's what Fully said. I'm like, we're having a Gladys moment from Portal. Yeah, literally. Here um, we are again. Here we are again. The cake is a lie. So Kevin stands for Knowledge Enhanced Visual Interconnected Nexus. 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 Yeah, they, brought back, they brought back Nexus. <laughs> Easter egg, Mephisto. Um, so, yeah. I, I fuck- king. I fucking, yeah, oh, true. I fucking loved this whole sequence it was great her talking to us to the camera to kevin um the commentary on this like you said earlier Fulia, the special effects and how they've moved on to another project and then they played the fucking black panther music (laughs) (laughs) that was gold her you know referencing the x-men talking about characters in the mcu and their daddy issues which is something that i've touched on in my videos analyzing the mcu before yeah i I thought that was very funny and then the whole like you know how she's talking like you know the mcu is known for for these movies and kevin acknowledges that not all of them are good i thought that was great (laughs) as well leave it up to the internet yeah (laughs) but then the fact that she's like you know they um, there's an unwritten rule that they have to end in this big kind of spectacle and stuff and you know why should we have to do that so this whole commentary on you know themselves i just the way they approach that and you know and then jen you know getting to reference the x-men hilariously and talk about how she banged matt murdoch was just it was was great she just wanted him to drop in again i know she's like can i get can we get daredevil back you know a woman has needs and then and then kevin's like yeah we have been lacking in that department (laughs) i was like yes thank you so this whole sequence once from the moment she broke through uh the menu to the end of the episode i was smiling the whole time. I thought it was awesome. I fucking loved it. What did you think, (laughs) Fully? I know you said earlier that it maybe went a bit too far. Yeah. Elaborate on that for me, please. I require elaboration. Um, I kind of... hmm. Yeah, when the whole Disney menu, just like the Marvel menu came up, I was just like, okay, where is this going? And when she broke through the thumbnail and then swung into... um, Marvel Studios Assemble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was just like, huh, was not expecting this. Okay. Uh, and then, you know, walking through and going to the to the writers and and then finally getting to Kevin. And I was just like, 
Ah, Kevin. Okay, not not Feige. <laughs> yeah, I know. But he did have a little brim. He on did, his and thing. it looked like he was wearing a cap. Oh, which is that's very, great. Very Kevin Feige esque. Um, which is yeah, kind of like that. Um, I think it just with the whole name dropping all the stuff that's happened in the MCU may have been a bit much, um, but it was still still quite funny. So I I mean I enjoyed it. I just felt it was you know a little over the top, but I suppose that was the whole point. Like they hit the nail on the head a bit too hard. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> it's now concaved. Yeah, <laughs> there's a dent. <laughs> Um, but it's, it was, it was fun to watch and, you know, to see Jen just be like, I don't want the cliche ending. Can we just do something different? Yeah, that was fantastic. So that was unexpected. So that's kind of what I liked. Um, and then the, the whole point where she's naming off the things she wants happening in the, in the final yeah, scene. Yeah, she gets to rewrite her She's finale. like, and Kevin's like, well, what, what do you want to happen? And then she just starts listing off the things she wants. And then Kevin's like, noted, done. <laughs> it's yeah, just like, and then you changes. sort of see it happen on the screen in the back, mm. <laughs> which was good. Um, and yeah, but mm. Yeah, I'll leave it there for now. But yeah, okay. it was good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, nice. Michael, um, I know you appreciated the uh, the kind of change up in terms of the ending uh, not being so predictable. Um, mm. How did you feel about the way that it all played out with the, you know, her coming through the menu and, and, and talking to Kevin? Uh, I did enjoy it. Uh, and, and face value of, of what is happening in front of me is like oh we're having a character actually enter quote unquote the real world to talk about talk about the ending of her own show um it was something that i want deadpool to do as well <laughs> like i've been saying i want deadpool to do uh, uh kills the fox universe that sort of thing and have all this um proper like fourth wall like going to the extreme of knowing that you are a character in this tv show and this is what i want to want to happen um you could say is a little bit of a cop-out but um other characters like writing your own thing but more or less giving permission it's sort of what happens at the end of loki where it's not really a big dramatic like onslaught fight it's basically people just talking it's like this is what's going to happen and and all that and i actually and it's a lot of parallels with loki in that where uh meeting a creator that's actually writing the script of your life and that's why there's a lot of nexus stuff happening so mm. it is fitting for um uh phase four where we're actually dealing with all this other other underlying stuff of creation and metaverse and all this stuff. So it does fit within the the phase four where people are annoyed. It's like, where is this going? It's like, well, if you have any critical thinking in you, in terms of borderline, oh, it's bad, oh, it's good, or oh, bad, good. Like contextually, I liked it. And where this goes for the rest of the MCU... Who knows? And just having 
not to jump ahead, but having Matt Murdock just just come out of nowhere, like it's it's sort of like the um, the uh, uh, Spider Man uh, um, swinging without any buildings. It's like where does where does he go? It's like who cares? He just drops down because Jen wants it to happen. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> That's all it is. And yeah, it's kind of cool that they have a relationship and. Maybe there's a cameo in 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 the TV show that's coming out soon. Maybe <laughs> long distance relationship of what's going on. Who knows? <laughs> the sky's the limit. The and, sky's the limit. And Daredevil just fell right through it. Yep. And meeting his parents is always fun and cringy and <laughs> stupid. Yeah, I know. I. Yeah, that's the that's the TV show that we're watching. It's a sitcom. We're 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 doing that shit. Yeah, and that's fine. Uh, I I absolutely adored this uh, kind of the way the episode ended with this like barbecue sort of happening, um, and you know, Matt sort of being Jen's boyfriend. I guess maybe I don't know. Um, that was that was really amusing to watch and just really sweet, and I was very happy. I was really very happy. <laughs> Domestic Daredevil, yes. Um, yeah, it was... A it lot was... more like the comics than the Netflix show. Mm, definitely. Um, so that was that was awesome. Um, but then, of course, you know, this fucking surprise bombshell happens. And uh, Bruce actually rocks up. <laughs> and uh, he's like, sup, guys? So I've got a son. His name is Scar. He's from Sakar. He's from Sakar. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, how right you are. Um, yeah, yeah. So this is from the comics as well, apparently. Mm. Um, I don't know who the fuck the mother is gonna be of this this kid. Also, how old this kid is in terms of timeline of events, because clearly it happened it must have happened during the couple of years between Age of Ultron and, and Ragnarok um, I would say um, and on Sakaar but then you know we had a time jump of only five years from 2018 which would make him right now somewhere in the realm of 10 or 12 years old at the very most so how the fuck does this Hulk son Scar look to be at least a teenager if not older Um, I have questions I want answered I think I've seen somewhere that um, he ages differently than it could be because of who his mum is maybe Yeah. Um, also you know a lot of memes I saw during the week also talked about how specifically back in Age of Ultron Bruce says to Natasha when they're having that um very polarizing discussion uh, and about their relationship, and Bruce says, "I can't have a kids." So, poor Natasha. <laughs> um, I mean, she can't have kids either, but poor Natasha. Well, of course. Yes. In many know. ways, in one. Yes, but anyway, so I'm I'm looking forward to where he'll pop up. I mean. They maybe Captain America New World Order because the leader's gonna be in that. Uh, maybe they'll have time to do 
something. Or maybe there's one of the unannounced movies that She-Hulk or Hulk or Scar might rock up in. I Who knows? We don't know. Yeah, Young Avengers. Most yeah, could, could be. Yeah, if they're doing Young Avengers. Everyone's getting a kid now. Everybody's getting kids. Everyone's got a kid. Um, yeah, yeah so... superpowers. Yes. Yeah, Fulia, what did you what did you think about this this lovely family scene and then bombshell occurring? It was uh, it was it was nice to sort of be brought back to reality <laughs> with the whole barbecue thing and the family. Yeah, that was um, nice. You know, obviously the hot boyfriend sitting next to the aunts Ugh. who are very intrigued. <laughs> yes, and then everyone's asking him all the questions to see whether or not he's worthy of the daughter. <laughs> Man, <sighs> Dad, you don't ask you don't ask him how much he earns. <clears throat> well, we need to know if they're going to be able to look after you. Yeah, <laughs> and the kids. That was funny. And the kids. I want grandchildren. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, and it was it was really sweet to sort of see um, Matt Murdock just, you know, just being a normal person. <laughs> in in a, the daylight. In the daylight with, with, the, with an unfamiliar setting yeah. to him. So it was really, it was really cute. It was. It really <laughs> I loved it. But then, yeah, and just, you know, you know, Bruce just, you know, rocking up and being like, hey, how's it going, everyone? So got something to do, uh, something to say. Introducing your grandchild or cousin or whatever. This is my son. <laughs> this is Scar, my son. <laughs> I'm like, Hulk has a son? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> um, so, yeah, like, it, my brain just went straight up and yeah i I didn't know what else to say (laughs) so i was very surprised when that uh when that happened um but yeah now i'm kind of curious as to where that goes and you know find out what this um son's personality is like yeah yeah Mm. and the actor who's playing him yeah i also would like to know same yeah. Michael, um, you have a bit more comic knowledge than both of us. Um, do you know anything about Scar? Yeah, um, this was all about the uh, Planet Hulk sort of thing. So essentially it was part of the um, Thor Ragnarok sort of thing where mm. he was banished by the, the Illuminati to Sakaar and he set up shop there and then... Yeah, he 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 bore a child that he didn't know about, and so <clears throat> it could be said that while he was in Hulk form, uh, he uh, befriended a, a, a lady uh, without Bruce's knowledge. So, mm. and of course, him becoming um, Professor Hulk, he didn't know anything about uh, Scar, and. And so, yeah, the, um, and then, yeah, just bits in the middle of what's going to happen. Um, cause one of the main things is Scar's like, um, sort of like hatred towards his dad is like, you were never there for me. 
and and all that stuff. So I'm probably going to like bypass that because they look ch semi chummy there. So he'll be setting up something else. But the first thing that I thought when I saw him is like, that's a note from Kevin. <laughs> I want you to introduce Scar. <laughs> Where are we going to put him? <laughs> I don't know. Just right at the end. <laughs> There's a family barbecue and Bruce comes up and is like, I got a stun. Okay. Because that's how most family barbecues are. There's always some form of bombshell. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pregnant. Or we're getting married. Or, you know. The something. usual stuff, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've, uh, I've uh, changed my religion and now I'm into QAnon. Yeah, setting, setting stuff up. For yes. the future of the MCU, and probably it's going to be um, uh, Young Avengers because everything's being set up for that. Mm. 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 Okay, well, um, one last thing before we sign off on our She Hulk chat. Um, we had a post credit scene to wrap up, um, which was funny to me because the credits say Benedict Wong was in this episode but we hadn't seen Benedict Wong yet and then it took me like five seconds effect se five seconds and I was like oh post credit scene okay yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah he breaks Emil out of jail again and takes him to Carmitage for mm. what purpose to set up the Thunderbolts yes even though it hasn't been confirmed he's going to be in Thunderbolts I suppose that's where it's where this is headed we are getting the Suicide Squad sort of thing. Yes. There's going to be two of them. Yes. The real one, like the face of the Thunderbolts, but also the Thunderbolts say, oh, okay, we need to get rid of the other team. That sort of thing. Mm. And it's going to be, uh, going to be supers. Supers. It's going to be good. Mm. Whenever it happens, yeah, yeah. But it was a nice little tag and a, and a nice callback to Wong's love for television. I like how he's like, "We are living in the era of peak TV." <laughs> yeah. That was very funny. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah. I've forgotten her name, but what's Madison. Her name? Madison with a Y. Mm. But it's not well, what you think. Yeah, <laughs> she's gonna come back. Yeah, I wanted I wanted her to come back. That would have been funny if it had been Wong and Madison there sta standing <laughs> I would have loved that <laughs> and Blonsky is like oh hey Madison <laughs> like, yeah. hey, is that yep. hi hi yes mm. any, any, any final thoughts on, on, on what I don't know obviously we, we we're kind of guessing where it's going but Fulia do you how did you feel about uh, Wong breaking out Abomination one more time. I thought it was for uh, like one more training session. <laughs> uh, <laughs> one more match. One more match. But uh, it seemed like Emil was expecting him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It seemed like he was expecting It's him. like they have an arrangement of some Yeah. Kind. So I was just like, hmm, I wonder what they're up to. I'm yeah. just like, I'm curious as to what's going through Wong's mind as to why he needs him <laughs> mm. so that's what I'm really curious about because you know Emil was bad 
Wong is good. <laughs> well, Emil's not bad anymore, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, he's just misunderstood. Complicated. <laughs> Writer of haikus. Yes. Yes. Or yes. Hulk cues. Hulk cues. Yes. Ha ha. Ah. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, Michael. Any any closing thoughts? Um. Lisa wasn't Val, so. Yeah. So. So we got uh, the abomination, Blonsky, and we got and we got uh, uh, Shang Chi. So far, so <laughs> <laughs> uh, doing something. There's going to be something, something to do, mm. do with a future project. I mean, and Benedict Wong coming back, sweet. Yep, the Wongiverse. The the phase four of Wong. The Wongiverse saga. <laughs> yes alright well that'll do it um, for our yes. our popcorn culture our She-Hulk She-Hulk is done it's over no more She-Hulk I will say I'm going to miss seeing Tatiana Maslany every week because she is wonderful uh, so I hope She-Hulk pops up somewhere again soon mm-hmm. um, but yeah I will miss this show I think it wasn't like you said before Mike it wasn't the best but um but wasn't you know? But it was still enjoyable for what it yeah, was. Yeah, I appreciate that it, ex- it exists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It mm. was fine. I agree. I, I, yeah, and I think I think a lot of people have been way too harsh on it. Yeah, I think. I, um, uh, uh, well, it gives me uh, an incentive to actually watch it all the way through, like binge all of it. See how yeah. I feel. Yeah, see how it goes in a binge. Hmm. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening and watching. Um, hope you enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Before we go, we have a plug to plug. Yes. Yeah. Because this week, guys, it's this week. Ha! Oh, my goodness. Uh, we will be on stage performing as part of Radio Dada. In the Melbourne Fringe Festival uh, at the MC Showroom in Paran. Tickets are on sale. Get your tickets before they're all gone. Um, yes. We are opening. Tickets on, are going fast. Tickets are going fast. We are opening on Tuesday, uh, the eighteenth of October, and closing. Uh, have to close. Must close on Saturday, the twenty-second of October. So because we can't afford it. Come, yeah. <laughs> don't tell them that. Um, come and see us live in the flesh. Yeah, if you dare. Um, please go grab your tickets through Melbourne Fringe website, MC Showroom website, and, of course, Writer's Block Theatre, um, the, uh, you know, producers of said funny show. So, um, yeah, can't wait. Exciting and nerve-wracking, but it's exciting. A, it's a new experience for us too. It's a new ex- Well, yes, yes. It's a, an ex- experience I've never really... I haven't had in a long time anyway. And I've never had it all. And you've never had it all. So, it's exciting. <laughs> you always remember your first. Did I just mm. say that? <laughs> <laughs> All right, that'll be it from us. Thank you so much again for watching and listening. And that, that was, was a podcast, podcast called, called Fred. Fred. Remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for the latest Fred content. If you'd like to listen to Fred the Alien, you can find us on SoundCloud, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts. If you'd like to watch Fred the Alien, you can head over to youtube.com forward slash Fred the Alien Productions. And if you're watching us right now, make sure to like the video, 
subscribe to the channel, hit the bell icon, blah, 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 blah. hit the bell icon to be notified of all future content. And if you're over on Twitch, make sure to hit the follow button over there. Twitch.tv forward slash Fred the Alien Twitch. Yay! I've been a Kendall Richardson. I've been a Fulia Kantarmaju. And I've been the Hulk man himself. Look at me now, bro. I'm not going to see. And, and you, you just, you just experienced experience a podcast called Fred. Bow. Yes. Yes, remember to eat beef. Do it. Freddy lives, Loki dies, the doctor is in, and Jen, She-Hulk, attorney at law, will take your calls. <laughs> that is all. Yes, she will. <laughs> yes, she will. <laughs> Make sure to look after yourself and your mental health, everyone. Yeah. Yes, please do. Most important Laters, litigators. <laughs> <laughs> and and see. See.